Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From the Berkshires to the Sound, from wherever you live in MLB America, this is Inside the Parker. You give us 22 minutes and we'll give you the scoop on Major League Baseball. Now, here's Baseball Hall of Fame voter number 76, Rob Parker. Welcome into the podcast. I'm your host, Rob Parker, and what a great podcast we have for you. It is the postseason edition former Major League left fielder Cliff Floyd, who's now with MLB Network. He'll join us. Also, from ESPN and ESPN Deportes, Molly Rivera. She'll join us as well. That plus foul affair. Let's go. Better up! To lead off, it's getting robbed. And keep him up. Rob's hot take on the three biggest stories in Major League Baseball. Number one. He did it! Aaron Judge did it. He set the American League record with 62 home runs in the second game of a doubleheader, his first at-bat. He stepped up and hit the home run in Arlington down there against the Rangers. And John Sterling, let's go. Here's the 1-1. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. Aaron Judge hits his 62nd. All the Yankees out of the dugout to greet him. It was a great moment in baseball. Listen to that crowd. Amazing. Everybody was there. It was a sellout crowd. It was uh, electric. It was amazing. And it looked for a minute like maybe Aaron Judge wouldn't get it. But he completed one of the best seasons we've seen in a long time in the major leagues, setting the record and breaking Roger Maris's record from 1961 when he hit 61 home runs. He's not the all-time home run leader, so we need to stop that. But he is now the American League home run king. Number two. Next season, the Chicago White Sox will have a new manager. We learn about Tony La Russa stepping down as the manager for health concerns. And uh, so that is going to be it. He's 78 years old. He uh, had to bow out because of health issues uh, related to his heart. So Tony La Russa, who's already in the Baseball Hall of Fame, already one of the all-time great managers, and at 78 years old, I think he's making the right decision to step down worry about his health, spend the rest of his life with his family and loved ones, 
Uh, he's done it as much as you can do in Major League Baseball. Hats off to Tony La Russa and uh, happy retirement finally. Number three. The postseason seedings are set. And let's just review before the season started. I picked the Yankees over the Padres in the World Series. And yes, uh, both teams did make it. Uh, Padres uh, had a rougher ride than the uh, Yankees did. But I picked both teams. Here we go with the breakdown. I'm going to give you the breakdown of the series. Who I think is going to make it to the World Series and the winner. Let's do it quickly. Tampa Bay and Cleveland in the first round in the American League. I'm going to go with Cleveland, Seattle, and Toronto. I'm picking Seattle. And then uh, Cleveland will play the Yankees in the next round. Seattle will play Houston. I'm going with the upset of Seattle over Houston to get to the ALCS. I have the Yankees beating the upstart Young Indians, getting to the ALCS. And I have the Yankees making it to the World Series. In the National League, Phillies at St. Louis, San Diego at the Mets. I'm going to go with St. Louis in the first round, and I'm going to go with the Padres in an upset. I mean, the Mets choked down the division late in the season, and their star pitchers just have not pitched well. The Padres have pitching, uh, so don't forget about that. So Padres will uh, meet the Dodgers in the next round. Atlanta will meet St. Louis in the next round. Then I have the Padres upsetting the Dodgers. Atlanta beating St. Louis. In the NLCS, the Padres beating the Braves. They do it on pitching. Josh Bell is big in the postseason for them. And uh, my World Series, which I picked before the season, it stands intact. The Yankees over the Padres in six games. And there you have your 2022 World Series champion. The Yankees will win for the first time since 2009. Book it! Here comes the big interview. Listen and learn. Oh, it's so good. Now let's welcome into the podcast former Major League left fielder Cliff Floyd, who is currently uh, a baseball analyst on Sirius XM and, of course, MLB Network. Cliff, it's our time of the year. The postseason October is here. I know you're excited. I'm super excited, man. This is what it's all about. I mean, this is some good teams, Rob. I think when you look around, uh, some teams that made a little scary down the stretch. You know, when you think about Philly, when you think about, you know, San Diego, they tried to mess up a little bit. But this is the time of year where all that hard work uh, in all season and through the season is paying off for these boys. No no, no doubt about it. Let's, let's dive right into uh, – the Dodgers worry me. I know they won a gazillion games and they had injuries. They lost Bueller, Walker Bueller, their ace, and, you know, they got Kershaw moved up from the four starter to number two. They've had injuries, which is pretty amazing. Are you still confident in the Dodgers? Because on paper, they should be the favorites to get to the World Series. Absolutely. That's a good point. I think when you look at the Dodgers, for me, they do have the depth. Um, I am worried because rotational wise, um, these guys have had great seasons, but when you missing that dog and, 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 a, and a guy like Walker Bueller, man, it just it should scare you, you know, because of the postseason, every hitter is dialed in. Every hitter is in the lab, Rob, getting ready, getting a lot of information, you know, on every sequence, knowing every situation that's going to, you know, come about throughout these postseasons. So, I, I mean, 
they they they've been they have won a lot of games. They should be the favorite. I just think it's 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 just a little bit. I'm I'm a, I'm a little. I'm a little worried right now about the rotation getting through, um, you know, all the way to the end to the chip. Are they gonna are they gonna be competitive? Are they gonna compete and be, you know, on, on point for for the most part? Yes, but I just worry about that rotation being, you know, wipe out and 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 just sort of gliding through this whole postseason. Cliff, let, let's talk about one of the teams you used to play for, the New York Metropolitans. Had a great year, Buckshaw Walters' first year. They lead for 170 days of first place, and they Man. choke it down at the end with a three-game sweep in Atlanta, and Atlanta was in first place for only five days all year. Think about that. Going into the playoffs, Cliff, do you think that that's going to, you know, derail the Mets or have them feeling kind of uh, down that they gave it up at the end? You know, I, it could, but I, I would say this, and I, I'm, I'm going to say this, you know, wholeheartedly now, that some teams need to keep playing, and I think it's them. I really do. I think, you know, it's it's one of those things where you looking at it and you saying, you got your dogs on the mound. You got your boys out there at Atlanta. They should win anywhere. They can't travel in Scherzer and DeGrom. You can't win one of those games, Rob. That would, that would worry me a little bit, but I think this team needs to play. I think they need to just keep, you know, get their minds right, compete, know that um, they're really good, know they got their boys going out there in, in, in this wild card, and and go let it eat. Uh, our guest is former Major League left fielder and, of course, MLB Network uh, analyst Cliff Floyd. Join us here on the podcast. Let's go to the American League. Uh, real quick, thoughts on Aaron Judge and what a scene that was, and the Yankees. They're trying to win their first World Series since 2009, and they have a bye. Yeah, I, you know, I, I look at him first and foremost. I think, uh, man, you know, I, I give a lot of credit to the trainer staff. I get a lot of credit uh, to him buying into, you know, making sure his body's right. Him on the field uh, has changed the whole landscape of, of what I think his career can be. I, I love the fact that he bet on himself. We've seen that twice now. Marcus Simeon did last year, got a huge deal out there in Texas. So this allows him to back up that Brinks truck like he wants to, Rob. You feel me? Like this, this yes. is what he needs. And and at the end of the day, this is how you go about your business. So any youngster out there that don't believe he getting what he deserves, just take a, a page out of, uh, out of Aaron Judge's book, you know, book and go about your business. Because if you want what you, you deserve, you got to sometimes go out there and take a risk. And he did. So hats off to him. No, and I no think with the Yankees, it. That the, the the whole thing is going to boil down to what they get out of their ace and Garrett Cole. Luis Severino came out of that no hitter the other day. He needs to keep that dog mentality. And then that bullpen. If that bullpen steps up, they'll figure out a way to get it done. But it's going it's going to come down to that bullpen. If it falters, it's going to be a, it's going to be a long road for them to get that chip. How about Dusty Baker and the Astro? I don't know how they keep doing it. Dusty's incredible, but Dusty's right. done everything in his career except win a World Series and. Does he have a shot with this team to to get there, get and beat the Yankees again, and get to the World Series? Well, I haven't had time to compare all his rosters he's had as far as throughout his career. But this has to be like one or two of, of his best rosters, right? When you think how 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 it's situated. So, you know, Rob, if you don't win now, I I don't know what else you can give him to win. Right. I mean, I look around that team. I look for holes. I look for. You know, things where, you know, every team has some adversity. 
I don't care if you're missing a guy here or there, but I think this roster should be able to get it done. If they don't get it done, I think I think Dusty should just chill and and have a an incredible, glorious career and go tend to his wine and and, and make some really nice bottles because this, this that I mean Hall of Fame career, but it just might not be you know in the cards for him to get the chip if he don't get it this year. Last thing. The World Series. Before the season started, Cliff, I picked the uh, Yankees over the Padres. Um, and uh, I still like the Padres pitching. I, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, uh, they don't have all their pieces there. And Soto hasn't been as hot as they w- would have liked. But anyway, who do you have making it to the World Series and the winner and in how many games? So I believe, I believe the Mets, um, when I look at what they've done to get to this point, I'm a little worried now. I, I think talent-wise, the Atlanta Braves has the most talent. I really do in the National League. I think, and, and I'm going to go on a, on a limb and say all the base. If you look around, I watched them play the Mets the other night. And I, I and Rob, I never watch a game one through nine unless I'm doing it for one particular team. They, they don't have any holes. I mean, if you say their hole is Marcelo Zuna, okay, I'll give it that to you. But they don't have any holes. And I just think, all their youngsters are on point, and they're counting on, and the supporting cast players are, it, without Ozzy Albies, uh, they're still a dominant team. With how they took over the Mets, and I think the Mets are still going to do okay in the postseason. I don't think they're going to get to the chip. I, I, I call I call Braves Astros in six games. All right, there, you, there it is. Cliff Floyd, the former Major League left fielder and who won a World Series in 1997 with the Marlins and, uh, of course, the uh, MLB baseball analyst. Cliff, thanks so much for the uh, knowledge. We appreciate you every time, my man. Thank you. No doubt. Thanks for having me, man. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You ever get that feeling like the concrete jungles closing in? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to chase your own dinner, or just breathe clean air. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there waiting, and finding your piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, price, location. They've got it all. No matter what kind of wild dream you're chasing, land.com can help you find the ground to make it a reality. So quit dreaming. Head over to land.com, find your open space, and get out there. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring, and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. 
refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her. Each in women's petite and plus sizes. And Stafford and Mutual Weave for him. Style and comfort for all, even big and tall. Plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And that ball is. It was a big week in the big leagues. Who's up? Who's up? I don't believe it. My oh my! Is it foul or is it fair? And now, from MLBBro.com, here's J.R. Gamble. Aaron Judge hit his 62nd home run of the season Tuesday night, setting an American League record. The man who caught the ball. Corey Yeomans says he doesn't know what he wants to do with the ball. JR, is it foul or fair to say that Yeomans should return the baseball to judge and await a reward rather than sell it? Foul. That is a foul ball. Corey Yeomans was the lucky guy who caught the historic souvenir that came sailing into the front row of Section 31 in left field. If the reports are correct, the ball sales price is estimated at three to four million dollars eventually. He's already been offered two million from Memory Lane Auctions president JP Cohen. But he definitely needs to keep it. That's life changing money. Or some investment money to play with. Either way, it's pretty much a no brainer. The rest depends on how big a baseball fan he is. Sure, Judge would love to have the ball. But he says he doesn't have a problem with humans keeping it, saying that's a souvenir for a fan. He made a great catch out there and they've got every right to it. According to baseball reporter Bob Nightingale, humans is a VP of some financial company. Then the tabloids got involved and more info came out. He's also the husband of Sports Illustrated reporter and former Bachelor contestant Bree Amaranthus. How do we know? She tweeted it out that her hubby caught the ball. I'm not sure what level VP humans is, but Nightingale's point was the man's not hurting financially, which inspired the tweeter sleuths to strike back with the lesson on the various types of managers and presidents in baking from branch to corporate. More than my brain really wanted to handle during a discussion about Aaron Judge's 62nd Homer, which, by the way, it's 60 more than anyone else hit this season. A couple of notable talking heads criticize humans for keeping the ball. But if the baseball gods bless you by blowing a record breaking ball of that magnitude into your hands, then it's yours to do with what you please. No matter how much money you have. Judge can hit 63 next year and get that one. It's time for the Pocket Protector Central. The analytic numbers you need to know, well, maybe. Anthony Masterson is his name. 
BS analytics is his game. What do you got for me, Anthony? Well, droughts like rules and records were meant to be broken, and 2022 was a perfect time to end some major postseason droughts. Now, amazingly, the longest drought in the NL was held by the Phillies, who clinched their first postseason appearance since 2011. But the real story came out of Seattle, where the Mariners ended the longest drought in major professional sports as Cal Raleigh hit a walk-off homer to send Seattle to the playoffs for the first time since 2001. Now, how did these Mariners finally break the curse of Brett Boone or whatever they want to call it? Offensively, it's pretty uninspiring, with the exception of likely Rookie of the Year Julio Rodriguez, who was just the third rookie ever with 25 homers and 25 steals. But ninth in the AL in runs, second to last in average. But look closer. This team knows the strike zone, finishing second in walk rate and first in chase rate. But they made their money on the mound this year with a rotation that posted the second most quality starts in the league. They did it, however, with what was once seen as a lost art, the high four-seam fastball. Their rotation, led by Logan Gilbert, Robbie Ray, and midseason acquisition Luis Castillo, led the circuit in four-seam usage at 43% and pitches in the upper half at nearly 50%. For reference, the Rangers finished last in the league at just 23% four-seamers. Their bullpen was the opposite, leading the league in slider usage at 43% and yet throwing strikes at the second-best rate in the league. It's been a generation, but it's finally party time in the Pacific Northwest. When Rob was a newspaper columnist, he lived by this motto. If I'm writing, I'm ripping. Let's bring in a writer or broadcaster, old or new. Now let's welcome into the podcast Marley Rivera from ESPN and ESPN Deportes, one of the best baseball <laughs> reporters in the country. Don't laugh. You know it's true. One of my friends as well. Marley, welcome to the podcast. Well, it only took, uh, what is it, the records to uh, 61 years, so I'm glad I finally uh, got an invite to the, the podcast, hey, <laughs> We needed you today, no doubt about it. And you were in Arlington for uh, Aaron Judge's record-setting and uh, record-breaking home run number 62. Set the scene, Marley, because on television it really came across electric and the fans were into it and the big crowd and the noise. What was it like being there? Well, Rob, I have to say, it's been a little bit different to go through this process with Aaron Judge. You know, obviously, I haven't covered him uh, since he debuted in 2017. But, it, it, you know, since particularly since we've been paying so much attention since he hit the 49th home run and just kind of seeing from 50 to 60 to 61, and obviously, as you mentioned, to 62, and, and just the environment, how it's changed. And number one, in Yankee Stadium, it became, you know, we've never seen this. And, and the way that I mean it is that we've never seen it with the, with the cell phones, the people getting up and just like every second being documented. And it was eerily quiet and just a very, very surreal scene sort of at Yankee Stadium. And then on the road with the amount, you know, seeing it, for example, the tying one that tied Maris happened in Toronto last week. And the reaction from all the Yankee fans that were on the road and sort of the subdued reaction from Toronto, you know, from Toronto fans at that time, because obviously at that moment, Toronto had not even clinched um, a postseason spot. Now we know that they've actually clinched that top wild card. So just in every spot and here in Arlington, to answer directly your question, it was really kind of very different. It was a, a really good crowd, just over, you know, about 35,000. And a lot of them were Yankee fans. So the eruption of celebration was, you know, very exciting and the, the ambience was very electric. And when all the Yankees 
ran to home plate to celebrate with Aaron Judge. You were almost like the baseball writer in me is going like, let him touch the plate. Like at this moment, he needs to score this run. <laughs> but it was really just really fun to watch and just to see the fans get so into it and just a really, really special moment in baseball history. And, and how was Aaron after uh, just, I know it had to be a relief <laughs> because, you know, he went through the drought at the end. And, and I think you're right. When people stand up during your at-bats the whole yes. time and hold cell phones, that doesn't feel natural. And that had to throw him off. No, absolutely. And it is one of those things. And Aaron has been very honest. He said the first moment that I stepped right, when he ties the record in Toronto and then the Yankees have that six-game series at home, when he is unable, right, to serve past uh, Maris during that period, you could actually see it. He said the first at bat was really strange to see every single person. I mean, Rob, there were boos for singles and doubles. I mean, it really right. was <laughs> incredible how what, you know, what batter has come up every at bat and the expectation of you hitting a home run. There's no other option. Like everyone out there is there to see one thing. So certainly Aaron Judge, who is, of course, you know, a superstar and so on, managed it with a great poise. But yes, I mean, yesterday it almost looked like, you know, like someone, Aaron got married in the offseason to his wife, Samantha. And I can only imagine it's sort of the, the reaction after you plan a wedding. You know, everything is just so much work and everything just sort of happens. And the next day is this incredible sigh of relief. And we did see it in his face. He's not in the lineup today, particularly because we know Luis Arias. Now it's really going to take the batting title. So there's nothing really for Aaron Judge to play for, who is right now, you know, well over 50 games played in a row trying to get that record. Talk about that, Marley. The He had a chance, a real shot at the Triple Crown, and then the home run yes. thing kind of overtook him. Uh, it doesn't take away from the season. That would have been an incredible, one of the greatest seasons. Uh People can't be bummed out that he's not going to win the Triple Crown, can they? Well, Rob, they cannot be because he wasn't even in the conversation with the Triple Crown. So this is one thing that people forget. About three weeks ago, when we started kind of talking to him about it, he was like, come on, that's not even in my radar because he was a good 10 points. And then he really started getting very hot and getting in the conversation. There has to be maybe the only person who is disappointed here is Miguel Cabrera, who you and I both know really well. Yes. and was rooting for Aaron so hard. He was the one who was rooting for Aaron to get the first triple crown since Miggy did it in 2012, but absolutely couldn't take less. I mean, I even believe, and I know I'm in the minority here, I actually firmly believe that even if he did not hit 62, if he was just 61 and he just had tight Maris, it's still an incredible accomplishment. It does not, does not put not even a little damper on, on an MVP-like season. Her name is Molly Rivera from ESPN <laughs> and ESPN Deportes. Let me ask you last thing, Marley. Uh, for Aaron Judge at age 30 to yep. bet on himself to turn down $213 million. And you know this. There's always Aaron has a history of being hurt. And to yep. turn that money down at 30 years old, that's late to get paid in baseball, as you know. Uh, yes, and to go out and put together the season that he had playing in meaningful games. And I'm not knocking Otani or whatnot, but the Angels have been out of playoffs since May. To play in meaningful yes. games, to get big hits, home runs, all that he's done. Uh, how amazing is that he was able to accomplish this on the stage of Yankee Stadium yeah. in New York? I think that the people who don't understand what doing it at Yankee Stadium and the stage that it means, and I would like to take everyone back to opening day. And on opening day against the Boston Red Sox, you know, the team that eliminated them, I mean, humiliated them in the wild card, right, with their ace on the mound last year. It was in and out for the New York Yankees. And that same day, 
before the game, instead of celebrating the start of a season and the return of the fans, right, and we're just so excited about a 2022 season, Aaron Judge had to address the fact that Brian Cashman stood in the podium and talked about not, you know, who revealed the number that the New York Yankees had offered, you know, with that shade, including arbitration, about, you know, $230 million. And that's what was talked about on opening day. That's how his season started. And that, you know, it really takes a very special human being, right, to stand up there and deal with that kind of pressure and do it under the lights of New York and every single day sign the way he did. So it really is. I'm not, you know, as you well know, I'm not a Yankee fan. I'm not a fan of any specific team. When you do this job, as long as I've done it, you root for baseball. You root for great stories. And, of course, Shohei Otani has been an incredible story, but I do think that the most valuable player it really has to be taken into consideration where he has done it. And if we really look at the AL East, which is a gauntlet, I mean, this is a, to use a, a phrase that Aaron Boone uses all the time, pack your lunch if you're going to play in this division. I mean, the last place team could have been in second place in the central, right? Like this is what the, what the AL East is. And, you know, you look at it and it really is impressive what he has done in the toughest American League division in baseball and just did it with such grace and such poise. No doubt. She's one of the best in the business. Check her out on television. <laughs> I see her at the bar. I'll see you on the road during the playoffs, well, Marley. I see you more. You know, I, yes. I can't compare with, you know, with the level of fame that you have. No, now. stop You've it. Forgotten stop. about the rest of us. But no, okay. not at I all. Have, I still have a selfie of us in Lakeland we used to, we, when you used to slum it uh, covering spring training. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the days. All right, Marley, thank you so much. Have a great time with the postseason. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Rob. So great. Now bring in the closer. Track one. Track two. Track three. Here's why MLB is better than the NFL or NBA. And it isn't even close. All right. Now let's welcome into the podcast Brandon Steiner from Collectible Exchange. And Brandon, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Nice to talk with you, man. I've always been a big fan of yours. So good to catch up. Man, I appreciate that. And just, come on, everybody in the country, when they saw that guy Yeomans uh, catch the ball and run out of the stadium with it, I mean, first thoughts, how much is that ball worth? Well, it's, I've been saying all along it's a, a two, two-and-a-half million-dollar ball. If it happens at Yankee Stadium, it's got legs, and it's probably more. It took a little longer to get there than it should have. You know, New York has got no patience, although Yankee right. fans are extremely loyal. So the hype is maintained, but it did lose a little bit of the air. But listen, you know that private equity guy. He had his analytics team figure out exactly where in the stadium he should sit, should judge it on run, what the, what the projection was, and the chance of hitting on run in that spot. It was no coincidence he was in the first row in that spot. Trust me. That was pretty amazing. He caught it cleanly <laughs> in the whole nine yards. But uh, as you know, this is a dilemma that people come up with. Do you give the ball back? Do you put a price on it? Do you let somebody else give it to Aaron Jones? Like this guy's already rich or has money, I should say. Yeah. But But what do you do if you're a fan and you're in this situation? Because I know I remember – when Derek Jeter got his 3,000th hit, which was a home run, the guy came and met him and gave the ball back. You know, it wasn't the value that this ball has, but still, he gave it to Jeter. If you were a well, fan, would you sell it, or would you just give it to him and hope that he gives you a reward? Well, I'll tell you two things really quick that you're going to love. One, I did a thing on my Facebook. Do you sell it or do you give it back? 500 responses, 
350 of them said, give the ball back to him. I just want a photo and autograph his ball. Now, I've removed those people from my Facebook <laughs> because, you know, I'm selling that ball all day, twice on Sunday. But what's funny about the Jeter ball was is that we had cut a deal with Jeter for him to get the ball and a whole bunch of the stuff from the 3,000-hit game. So Jeter's looking around like, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? But it was really on us, me, me and the Yankees at the time, to really basically get Jeter the ball along with the other stuff. So that was a little bit of an awkward spot. We never thought Jeter was going to hit all run on us. Right. Hit. We never even right. calculated it. Unbelievable. It was unbelievable. I was at the stadium yeah, that day. Yes. Yeah, it was, a, it was a great day. I was with Don Zimmer on that day. It was a great day. But you know what's amazing is with this ball, this was the Mac Daddy ball that everybody was hyped up about. And Rob, I know you're in L.A., but make no mistake, you know how Yankee fans are. In parentheses, they love, love the hype. And they will extend the hype. We don't consider anybody outside New York to be all that valid. When the records are kept, it always starts with the Yankees. At least that's what Yankee fans think. So that's why this thing gets amped up and hyped up more than it probably should be. All right, his name is Brandon Steiner, and thanks again. He's from Collectible Exchange. Check him out, and thanks for the insight on this, man. Somebody hit the jackpot with catching that ball. In the words of New York TV legend, the late Bill Jorgensen, thanking you for your time this time until next time. Rob Parker, out. He can't get it. This could be an inside to Parker. See you next week. Same bad time, same bad station. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.